Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the parables of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we saw a parable, two or three, in Matthew 18, and there's some coming in Matthew 20. So that leaves what? Matthew 19 in between. And, you know, you really have to see what the flow is and what the context is. So that's what we've been doing. We've been reading through Matthew 19. So we're going to pick it up again with Matthew 19, beginning with verse 13. The Word says this, Then some children were brought to him, that's Jesus, so that he might lay his hands on them and pray. And the disciples rebuked them. The disciples rebuked somebody. Were the disciples rebuking the children? Well, no, in all likelihood, the disciples were rebuking whoever brought the children. And when you look at the other scriptures, you find out sort of what the deal is. They didn't want Jesus to be bothered by the children. You know, they were going about the important work of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And so you can't do that. Jesus was having nothing to do with it. Listen to verse 14. But Jesus said, let the children alone and do not hinder them from coming to me. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. (laughs) He's telling us, don't inhibit people who want to come. Don't inhibit the children. Even the children can understand the kingdom of heaven. Do not hinder them. We've talked about this some in previous episodes when we encountered a passage like this. Uh, It's too easy to do that. It's too easy to become a stumbling block. It's too easy to actually become the voice of the adversary, the voice of the accuser, the voice of the satan. You see it happen with Peter uh, when uh, Jesus, uh, you know, asked him a question, disciples. He said, hey, who do they say I am? Some say John, some say this, some, you know, these different things, some a prophet. And Peter said, well, you're the Christ, you're the son of the living God, because Jesus asked, who do you say that I am? And he says, you're the Christ, you're the son of the living God. But Jesus says, you know what? Flesh and blood hasn't revealed that to you, but my father from heaven. And literally in the same conversation, three or four verses later, the Lord is telling him about what's going to happen. And Peter looks at him and says, Lord, no, which is something you really can't say. If he's Lord, you're not going to say no, because if you say no, he's not Lord. But he says, Lord, no, because he didn't want to happen to Jesus what Jesus had just told him. Jesus then looks at Peter and says, get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, accuser. Get behind me, adversary. Get behind me. And he wasn't saying that Peter himself was Satan, but he was speaking the words of the adversary. It's that easy to do it. So particularly with children, we need to be very, very careful. Particularly with those young in the faith, don't hinder them. Don't hinder those that are seeking because the kingdom belongs to them. Verse 15 of Matthew 19, after laying his hands on them, he departed from there. So what's the whole deal with the laying on of hands type of thing? Well, you see it in the Old Testament throughout in all sorts of varied ways from imparting uh, the sin of the nations upon the scapegoat and sending it out. 
uh, to uh, healing, things like that. Here, uh, Jesus would have been speaking blessings upon them, imparting things upon them. And you know what? We are able to do the same thing, folks. If you're a true believer, you need to be imparting blessings to one another, especially the younger ones, speaking joy over them, speaking protection over them. So Matthew 19 continues, verse 16. We saw in verse 15 that he departed from there. Verse 16, and someone came to him, someone comes to Jesus, and they say this, Teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may obtain eternal life? Now, there's a loaded question, isn't it? Notice what uh, the individual knew. There were some things he acknowledged. He called Jesus teacher. Okay, he called him teacher. Uh, let me check right here. I'm going to click my little parallel button. I bet other, uh, da, 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 da. let me see. Oh, hang on a second, guys. Teacher, 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 teacher. Oh, yeah, King James says master, okay? Other translations say teacher. And he's asking, you know, so he acknowledges that he's a master. And then he says, what good thing shall I do that I may obtain eternal life? He acknowledges that eternal life exists. He acknowledges that eternal life is obtainable. You know, sometimes we don't think about these things. So he's going to the master. He's going to the teacher. He acknowledges him as teacher. He's saying, yeah, I believe in eternal life, and I know that it can be obtained. What must I do? Now, what's interesting is he thinks it's a good deed. What is the good deed that I must do? What is the good thing that I must do? What Jesus answers in verse 17. And Jesus said to him, why are you asking me about what is good? There's only one who is good. But if you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. So here Jesus is uh, in, uh, in the center of Judaism, <laughs> in the center of the law. <coughs> he said, okay, you want to do what's right and enter into life, keep the commandments. You know, keep the commandments. It's real simple. Verse 18, then the man said to him, which ones? <laughs> now he's getting sort of precise. Uh, which commandments do I need to keep? Which by definition is a funny question because a commandment is a what? Not a commandment. You can't sit there and say, I'm going to choose this commandment, but ignore that commandment. So Jesus responds to him, you shall not commit murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother, and you shall... Love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all these things I have kept, what am I still lacking? So Jesus knew this young man. You know, Father had revealed some things to him, and he fires off the commandments that you see like in Exodus 20, but it's not all of them. And the young man could say, and he wasn't lying. He says, I have kept all these things. Okay, I haven't done that. I've honored my father and mother. I've loved my neighbor. I haven't committed adultery or stolen anything or committed murder. I haven't done any of that. The young man said to him, all these things I have kept, what am I still lacking? What is the young man acknowledging? He's acknowledging that he's lacking something. There's something that is missing. Jesus said to him, if you wish to be complete, go and sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. 
But when the young man heard this statement, he went away grieving, for he is one who owned much property. And Jesus said to his disciples, Truly, I say to you, it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. So what was being revealed here? Well, this man was covetous. He wanted things, and he liked the things he had. It's one of the Ten Commandments that we're not supposed to do. Not supposed to covet what other people had, that type of thing. He wanted what he wanted. The thing that he lacked was he liked his stuff. Now, do you have to sell all your possessions to be a believer and to be a be in the kingdom of heaven? No, 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 no. That's not what Jesus is saying right here. He used this example in this young man's life because he knew what his problem was. He said, you want to follow me? Sell your possessions, set aside, give it all to the poor, and you're going to be blessed like you wouldn't believe and come and follow me. The, the treasures and the possessions were the true Lord of this young man's life. And he had a decision to make at that moment. Okay, At that moment, he walked away. But he walked away grieving because he owned much property. You know, I would not be surprised if we encounter this young man in heaven in glory that he eventually turned around and realized, wait a minute, I need to do this. But he was struggling at this point, and he was grieving. He walked away. We may not see him. He walked away at this moment. But it wouldn't surprise me at all if he thought about it and came back. Well, my time's up. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.